What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Joe's Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. So this is another NBA preview episode. And today, or right now in this podcast, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls. Now, this is a, the Bulls are the Bulls are difficult to assess because by all accounts of purpose, by all accounts of measurements, they underachieved last year. I mean, let's be realistic. 40 and 42. However, they underachieved because they were hit hard by injuries, specifically the loss of Lonzo Ball. Losing Lonzo Ball early in the season and the will he, won't he aspect of the injury and, you know, everything that entailed, everything that was involved in that injury, it hurt the Bulls and caught them significantly, put them in a bad spot. And then there were re- the weird reports of Zach Levine and, his, and him upset with the bank being benched and this the, the team around. Everything seemed off about the Bulls last year. Everything seemed like it just didn't work. It just didn't seem like it fit. It seemed like they were a team in disarray. There you go. They, they consistently felt scattered all over the place throughout the season. The problem is, on paper, this is a good basketball team. On paper, they, they've they got the horses to run from a Zach Levine, who's a two-time All-Star I mentioned earlier, DeMar DeRozan, um, they added Javon Carter in the offseason, Nikola Vukovic, Toy Craig, Alex Caruso. And he got Kobe White, Andre Drummond. This is and Patrick Williams, excuse me. This is a good team. On paper, this team should be a, a 50 plus win team. You know, outside shot of making it to the NBA finals. Could be some people's favorite to rep to be an Eastern Conference Finals participant. In a division with just the Bucks and the Cavaliers, the Pacers are rebuilding. Maybe the Pacers turn the corner this year, haven't really broken down their roster, their team, but they could be a team to, to, to watch for. But the Pistons are still rebuilding. So the Bulls should be more competitive. The problem is, why aren't they? The question is, and no one really knows. First, they've got the albatross or the issue of the Michael Jordan shadow. Unlike any other team, no matter what they do, the team will always walk in the shadow of Michael Jordan. So they have to live up above those expectations. And that's difficult. That's difficult for him. That's and that's that's tough for anybody to bear. You know, but aside from that, they feel like they should be a closer team. And now we're hearing rumors of them being interested in Damian Lillard, which it, it just that 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 doesn't that doesn't do it for you. You're going to add Damian Lillard for what? Let's say you trade Levine and then you add Damian Lillard. And it's like everybody wants Damian Lillard. This is going to be the year. It's like when Andrew Luck first retired from the Colts. Anytime a quarterback went down, all rumors are Andrew Luck may come back. You know, it, it, that's that's what we're going through with Damian Lillard. Any team with, with a roster is considering Damian Lillard. But specifically for the Bulls, he doesn't fit. He wouldn't fit in the backcourt with DeRozan. Defensively, him and Caruso could work. But then you 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 what are you giving up to get him? Because the Trailblazers aren't going to just take Zach Levine and, and a bag of beans. They've made it abundantly clear they want twenty five they want twenty five thousand dollars on the dollar for Damian Lillard. So they want twenty five k on the dollar for him. So it's not going to work. But even if they were to go into the season presently construed, they should they've got the talent to be close. They got you feel when you watch the team and read about the team. They should be close, but the record is convincingly states otherwise. So where and how can they get better? Well, the first thing the Bulls are going to do this year, and the first thing they should have done last year, is they're probably going to focus heavily on the backcourt of Caruso. Well, they're forced to, but they're going to know going in that ball isn't going to be there. 
So the backcourt more than likely will be Carter and Caruso, which will be a strong defensive backcourt, a backcourt that can consistently hit open jump shots, but a backcourt can, that can defend 94 feet, can match up. They can they don't have to worry about switching. They can switch through the pick and roll. They can switch through different assignments. So that will automatically give them an edge over most teams because defensively they'll be there. You'll see a lot of Kobe White, but realistically Javon Carter should get the bulk of the minutes. Who starts between him and White? You know, White was the draft pick, so con, you know, contract could play a role in there. But the bottom line is you should see Javon Carter get about 25 to 30 minutes a game, probably 20 to 25 minutes a game. And definitely Caruso, health is another issue. We'll get into that towards the end. But Caruso and Carter could be a strong, possibly a defensively dynamic backcourt. Then you got the front court of DeRozan and Levine. Offensively, they got the potential to be explosive. Offensively, they can put a lot of pressure on opposing teams offensively by getting buckets. The key word that I'm emphasizing there is offensively because defensively, you're not getting much from DeRozan at this stage of his career. And with Levine, it's an effort thing. Is the effort going to be there? Because he could be a lights-out defensive player. He could be a guy that gives you a block and a half a game. He could be a guy that could give you maybe nine rebounds a game if he so chooses to to go over 30 points. The problem is he hasn't put forth that effort consistently, and that's probably why it wears on the team. And then when you go with the center position, you got Vukovic, who is arguably a top 12 center in the league. Definitely, 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 definitely top 15. So they've got the horses. Vukovic's bottom line is more than serviceable, and depth isn't an issue with Williams, Drummond, and as I before mentioned, White, whether it's White or Carter. So this team should contend. And I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I, I think the Bulls will be a, barring health, I see the Chicago Bulls being a 50-win team this year. I definitely think they aren't as far, as way, far away as most people think. They've got continuity in the coaching staff with Billy Donovan. The question is, what are we going to get from Levine? Can they reach Levine and get him to play? But if they accept what he is, and this is – this is, this is the issue with a lot of NBA teams and a lot of media members. A lot of, you have to meet people where they are. You can't take them where you want them to go. So let me repeat that. You have to meet people where they are. You have to love people where they are. You have to like people for where they are. You can't love them to go someplace else. You can't like them to go someplace else. And you can't take them to go someplace else. You have to accept them where they are. So the key for the Bulls, can they meet Zach Levine where he is? Can they accept his limitations as a player? Can they reach him and get him to dig deep to become a better teammate? And if they can do those things, there's no reason why this team can't compete for an Eastern Conference berth, for for at least an Eastern Conference playoff. Yeah, I'll say it. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. But they could be an Eastern Conference competing team. They can compete for the Eastern Conference crown. So there's no reason why they can't be there, like I said, if they can meet Zach Levine where he is. Because DeRozan is going to give you 20 points a game. He's going to give you 20. You can chalk that up. It's going to be cold as you know what in Chicago in February. And DeRozan is going to give you 20 points a game. Those two things we know for sure. Vukovic is going to give you some monster games. But you know you can count on 15 points, 10 rebounds, one block from Vukovic. You know Caruso, if he's healthy and on the court, and even if Caruso's not on the court, you still got a backcourt of Carter, White, and Caruso. So between those three guys, you're not losing much 
offensively. White's a little better than those players offensively. Caruso is a better defensive player. Combined overall, like if you're looking at it from a, a video game perspective, overall Carter is not that far behind. So you're not missing much when one's not on the floor. And they'll probably pick up a player in free agency or they'll probably do some things. And like a, as I previously stated, you've got Williams. So they've got the horses to ride. They The bottom line, the, the, the question in the room, the elephant in the room is or the bull in the room is will you get Zach Levine to get on board? Or better yet, will you get on board with Zach Levine? That's why Billy Donovan gets the big dollars. That's why NBA coaches get big money. It's and it's not about X's and O's, it's convincing the Joes. Can you convince Zach Levine to be a better teammate? Because if you can't, then you're 40 and 42. If you can't, then you're fighting for the play-in, and every team or every player on that team is going to be mentioned in trade trade rumors. If you can't, then Billy Donovan's job is on the hot seat then that team is going to get blown up. General manager is going to be looking for a job. But if you can, then you're you're one of the top five teams in the Eastern Conference. Talent-wise, it's there. If you can, you're challenging Milwaukee for that division title because you can run with Giannis. And that's what you need to do to beat Milwaukee. And outside of Giannis, outside of that Milwaukee club, Philly, Philly is in disarray. Philly is all over the place. They're... They're, they're, they're a bomb waiting to go off. They're a ticking time bomb. The Knicks will be there, but the Knicks aren't head and shoulders more talented. And the Knicks have that guy, Julius Randle, who can blow up a locker room in a heartbeat. The Nets will be a young team to watch. And I've talked about them. I think they're going to be a top six team in the Eastern Conference. Boston Celtics are imploding as well. So there's nothing there to stop you from saying the Chicago Bulls can make a run. Donovan Mitchell and Cleveland are going through their situation. So I'm going to go out here on a limb and I'm going to say, I like the Chicago Bulls if they can stay healthy. And that, that's the that's that's asterisk for every team. Health is health changes all predictions, all um, analysis, health changes it all. But provided they're relatively healthy, if they can get Zach Levine to just play basketball to, and they can line up and play along with the things he does well, allow him to score, not allow him, but implement his offensive capabilities and defensive liabilities into the team strategy, the Bulls should be a 55-plus win team this year. I'm going to go on record and say that. That's a major if. Now, four weeks in, we hear about Zach Levine on the trading block yet again, and Caruso's out with a fingernail injury or some sort of some sort of soft tissue injury, then we know where this season is headed for the Chicago Bulls. Best thing about the Bulls is we'll know early where they're headed. That's it for this edition of Unparalleled Sports Talk. As always, I'm yours, Kwame Fisher-Jones. I appreciate your time here. Be easy.